Hi guys, um, welcome back to Cinema Suitcase. I'm Kev, this is my co-host Logan, and today we're discussing one of my films, or recommended films, Unhinged. A yes. recent a recent film that came out only last year, I believe. Yeah. Sometime last year. Yeah, really and good. 90-minute thriller. 90-minute thriller. It is a thriller. It really kept me on the edge of my seat the first time I watched it. Mm. This is okay. Of course, like any movie, you can poke holes in it, but it's fun. Yeah, it is And um, I think because both our, excuse me, both our um, first encounters with this movie will be brief, um, I'll go first. Mine was, uh, I saw a trailer of it in a trailer compilation. And I, and I showed it to my mom. I was like, hey, mom, what do you think of this movie? Should we watch it? And she was like, yeah, no, get it. That sounds exciting. And we we got a copy. We watched it. And I loved it. I, I like it a lot. Mm. That was my introduction. How about yours? Um, yeah, so for me, like, you know, yeah, definitely wanted to watch it. Uh, I saw a review by uh, Chris, uh, the one review I watched, Chris Stuckman, and uh, he said it was pretty decent. So I wanted to watch it, and then also I was like, uh, 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 I wanted to watch it with my mom because my mom loves Russell Crowe, like she's like basically one of his favorite, one of her favorite actors. So I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely this is a movie that, uh, uh, that my mom probably would enjoy to watch. So me and her sat and watched it, and yeah, it's good. It's just like a, it's just a fun ninety minute thriller. Uh, I think it's you know, I mean, it's not like you know, Casablanca or like uh, Susan Kane or whatever in terms of storytelling, but it. But it is well written. It's not. It's not stupidly written. Mm. It's not one of those movies that, like, you know, it's a cash grab, just whatever. No, just throw a movie true. together so that we have something to for the weekend or whatever. Like, no, no, it actually is a pretty good, pretty good, like, mm. well-made thriller. And Russell Crowe is just excellent in this movie. Yeah, no, he, he steals the show definitely. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that. I don't know any of the other actors. I've never seen them before, but they still did all all around a good job. But Russell Crowe steals the show for me. Yeah, definitely. He really does. And uh, how did how did your mom find it when you guys watched it? Did she like it, or did she have notes? Yeah. No, 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 no. no she enjoyed it. Uh, uh, she thought it was pretty good. She enjoyed Russell Crowe in the movie. She thought the main the main woman was a bit annoying, but you know, that's that's typical. That's typical. She thought some of the decisions she made was stupid, but. But um, but yeah, I mean, it is a pretty good. It is a pretty good movie. It is still pretty. I enjoyed good. it, and overall, her and I both had fun. Had fun watching it. Mm. No, yeah, for sure, that's good, man. Glad you guys enjoyed it. Um, so I realized I botched our format a little bit. Would you like to do some statistics? That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you do, well, you know. Either all, or first. Yeah. Uh, no, I just went with it. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It's all in the beginning anyway. So, uh, this movie was directed by Derek Bort. Wow. Or Borte. Because it's B O R T E, so oh Borte, yeah. It can be Bort or Borte, so apologize if I got that pronunciation wrong. Uh, written by Carl Carl Ellsworth. Uh, original music by David Buckley. Uh, some, I know that name. Yeah, I think yeah, it does sound very familiar. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, director of photography Brendan Galvin. Um. And then film editing by Michael Michael McCusta, uh, Steve Murkovich, uh, and Tim Murkovich. Oh, okay, some brothers. Nice. Yeah, yeah it was that for editing you said. <coughs> yeah, for editing. Oh, nice. <coughs> All right. Um, so, 
plot. Uh, we actually start off with quite an interesting montage of traffic accidents. And well, no, well, no, I remember, um, sorry to cut you off, but remember before that, before that, the movie actually... Oh, yeah, the sorry, movie, yeah, yeah. The movie yeah. actually opens with Russell Crowe's, like, his first... His yes, first kill. Low rage kill, or whatever. Uh, then we cut to the, you're to right. the montage. You're right, I'm sorry. They do open with that scene, and then it's the montage. You're correct. I thought I had my order swapped. Um... That, that opening scene, Russell Crowe is seen outside a house. It's during like a heavy rainstorm and it's early in the morning. I think I said four, four o'clock in the morning. And he's parked outside this house and you can see he has like a, he's, he's on edge. He's upset over something. So he, he fumbles around in his car. He gets a hammer as a weapon and he breaks the door down and he kills the people that stay there. Yeah. The, uh, both a male and a female a guy and a, and a honey and um, then he sets the, the house ablaze and it explodes as he's driving away that was that's quite an epic opening it is gonna, an epic opening I'm not gonna lie and um, then we get to that montage of the car crashes and stuff like that while um, news footage and everything like that while the, the credits of the film are being displayed and then that just talks about how how everyone is stressed out and on edge and violence is on the increase and this sort of stuff. I thought it was a very clever introduction. It, it was impressive. It reminded me a lot of, of World War Z. Mm. Like, have you seen World War Z? No, you haven't. We I spoke have, about uh, it. Yeah, I haven't seen World War Z yet. I still need to watch that one. Mm, uh, yeah, that movie. Anyway, uh, the opening scene starts very similar with the credits and a lot of news footage and stuff like that. It's, it's epic. So it gave me a lot of World War Z vibes. But then after that montage, we... We meet our main family, the protagonist, basically. Um, I think her name is Amy. Yeah, I think it's Amy. Amy and her son. Well, let me just... I'll just... Uh, you can carry on talking, but let me yeah, just... Yeah, sure. Double just, check. Let me just double check so that we don't push it. So we meet Amy and her son. And Amy is going through a tough divorce right now. Or well, not a tough, but it's unfair, I guess. She's very stressed out. She's just lost her own salon as well. And she's under pressure from... Uh, right. lawyers, sorry, one sec, uh, her son for school and clients. Okay. You were okay. going to say, I was going to say that her name is Rachel. Oh, Rachel. Yeah, Amy. Where did I get Amy? Hmm? But yeah, it's Rachel. Sure. What's wrong with me? Okay. Whatever. Me and names. <laughs> so Rachel is that character going through everything. So she's had a bit of a rough morning. She's running late. She just lost her best client and, um, now her son is also sort of um, grumpy with her, I guess, because he's late for school because she overslept again. And now they kind of start taking shortcuts. They look through like Google Maps and traffic routes and stuff like that. And everything says it's clear, but of course it isn't. I mean, what is these days? Traffic is atrocious. Yeah. And uh, they kind of duck and weave through a, quite a long section of just stagnant traffic until eventually they decide no they're going to take one extra shortcut and uh boy did they meet the wrong person yeah uh during this uh it's actually at an intersection it's it's you hear it on the news something about like a murder and a house fire and they're looking for russell crowe that he was the bad guy and he is at this intersection obviously he's zoned out he's he's obviously got a lot on his mind he has this grudge against uh, divorce lawyers specifically, and I think that's pretty much what happened with him and his wife as well. That's probably why he killed them. Yeah. She ran off with the divorce lawyer or something like that. 
or he the divorce lawyer took a lot more from him than was fair yeah anyway uh one sec so the light goes green rachel and her son are behind in the in the car behind Whew. and uh Russell Crowe refuses to drive off. He doesn't have a name in this show. In the credits, he's just credited as man. Yeah, he's just man. <laughs> so I'm just going to call him Russell Crowe. He does, he does use a name, a name and surname when he meets up with that. Oh, yeah. That, friend, but mm, like, I don't know if that's like actually his real, real name. name or if it's something. Or if it's like something he came up with. Like a pseudonym. Uh, ben Cooper. Yeah. But I'm just going to refer to him as Russell Crowe. And the light's green. He's zoned out. He isn't paying attention. So everyone in the lane next to them gets to drive off because the light is green but uh, he stays there for the whole cycle so the light is red again and rachel pretty much swerves out of the lane behind him into the next lane and like hoots at him and is pretty violent and aggressive she even like zaps him or does that you know that piss off motion yeah and uh, that obviously that gets under his nerves so he follows the car he parks in the lane next to them and he starts talking to the son. He's like, hey, roll down your window. And he's like, uh, he really wants an apology, long story short. He just, he's, he's saying, no, he's had a rough time. Can you just apologize? He apologizes for his being zoned out and uh, they hope to go their separate ways. But a- Amy again. But Rachel is like, nope, we are, we are going to, we're not going to apologize for anything. You know, you're being rude. She's also had a terrible morning. There's this just high, high tension all around. And, uh, how do I say? Hmm. Basically, because she refuses to apologize, he's going to prove to her that her day is not as bad as it can be. He he wants his apology, but more so he wants to show her how bad a day she could really have. Yeah. So he gets, he gets road rage. It's my favorite term. Um... They kind of evade him pretty quickly, but he's he's got a grudge now. He death stares them. He knows where they're going, and uh, she's a, she's able to drop off her son. Did you see her son's name, by the way? It's a uh, Kyle. Kyle. They managed to. Oh, sorry. They managed to drop him off just in time. And she needs fuel. Oh, she's actually going to meet with her friend, a friend of hers at a diner, um, a, a divorce yeah, she, lawyer that's yeah, helping she, her. She calls her divorce lawyer because the thing is that they're, they're friends in like real life. Mm. Their friends, so he says, like, okay, I'll meet you for breakfast or whatever. Mm. Probably has stuff to discuss. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, sorry, sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say, the, uh, and then that's when she goes to the gas station. Yeah, that's when she goes to the gas station. But the reason she's meeting with him, I think, is because um, her ex-husband that she's divorcing right now is being a real pain. And he's he's uh, got a lot on his wish list for what he wants from her. Like, now he wants the house from her. And so she's going to meet with the, the lawyer, probably for advice. Yeah, as somebody as somebody whose parents are divorced, uh, it's uh, it, it, it's never an easy process. No, I'm sure it's not. It's never quite an easy hardcore. process, and both and both parties always try to screw each other over. <laughs> well, not yeah. always, but like you know, the, you know, there's always the one person that doesn't want to like you know give money to or whatever. But like, I mean, that's just that's just in. Uh, but I'm just talking generally. I'm not talking about obviously my parents or anything. Yeah. It's true. It's just never a smooth process ever. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be a thing. Mm. Anyway, um, before she goes and meets him, she needs fuel. So she stops at a gas station. She draws some cash. The last bit of change in her account. Not no, Actually, no, that's not a lie. There's still more cash. Anyway, um, 
it turns out Russell Crowe followed her around and he's parked right behind her at the gas station. And she's like, while she's paying the cashier, she's talking to her and she's like, um, I think that guy is following me. And she says, oh, he's probably got a bit of road rage. So another customer walks in, he wants to pay. And he's like, well, long story. They make up a plan. He's like, I'll walk you to the car, your car. I'll get his license plate. And then you just, you know, drive off and I'll tell him, you know, lay off of her. They attempt that. Uh, she speeds off and Russell Crowe has had enough. He's like, no, I'm after this woman. So he flattens the other character that just helped her walk. Basically, he's basically, they're basically just like, I got your license plate, man. And call the cops at any point. And Russell Crowe's just like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, he just flattens him outright, which is the first real death. Sorry, since, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, since the opening scene, that's the first death we see. He gets run over. And, uh, oh yeah, for, I forgot an important detail. While she was out uh, inside the gas station, he he took her phone from her car and he left like a burner phone, which becomes very important for them to communicate later on. Anyway, where does it go from there? Oh yeah, she, she speeds away and he gets to the lawyer first. Yeah. He knows that they have the meeting. So he goes and, and he makes up some lie just to, he's, an old friend. he's an old friend from out of town. He moved there recently. And he starts talking to uh, the divorce lawyer, which is what I said earlier about how I think he's, um, he also had like a harsh divorce because he's got a real grudge against them. And, and he's, he's not taking it out on him yet, but the way he's wording it, you, you can tell it sounds like a personal experience. Yeah. Uh-huh, so. Because yeah, he specifically goes on about how uh, lawyers will, Screw, screw you over. Screw you over and everything uh-huh. like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, Rachel doesn't realize her phone is missing yet because she's still obviously stressed out and speeding off. But eventually she's able to stop and, and try to gather her thoughts. And she gets a phone call from Russell Crowe in that diner with, yeah. what's his name? Uh, and then also, uh, just one thing I wanted to mention, uh, just to kind of go off your point that that... that that he clearly has gone, also gone through a divorce and that he's been screwed over by a divorce lawyer, whether the divorce lawyer, like, you know, slept with his wife or whether he screwed him out of money or, you know, uh, something like that. Probably, probably, probably the, the first option. Probably both. <laughs> yeah, probably both. But, um, but to add to that, there's actually a bit where, like, you know, he's, because uh, obviously eventually, eventually he just starts, he just starts smacking, smacking this lawyer around, like slamming his head into the table. He's like just brutally, like, like, brutally executing this guy and then he's on the phone with rachel then rachel says like he says like you know he's he's screwing you over or whatever and then she says um uh she says you know he's married he's like that doesn't mean much these days so uh, so that little line of dialogue does give you a hint exactly it's sort of sprinkled throughout that scene of of what exactly he's gone through that he's so deranged and aggressive right now yeah sorry if i'm rambling um that's fine uh Long story short, he Russell Crowe ends up killing her lawyer friend to start proving a point. He starts off like as as a normal friend, you know, to this to the to the lawyer. But we know, okay, you know, he's he's not here. He's here to make her day a living hell, and uh, he's still after his apology. So he kills him mercilessly with a fork. Like, jeez, <laughs> that's a real, real, really harsh kill. I mean, basically, yeah, but basically what happens is he kill he kills the lawyer, 
he leaves and then that's obviously when the police sort of get more of a track on him because now they're just like okay well now this guy's like murdered just sort of random lawyer in a diner in a public place yeah they've got like video footage of him and he's 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 known to be a, a problem right now yeah because he's, he's actually wanted by the police and the police are looking for him mm. so yeah so uh, 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 that happens and then he's on the highway and he's talking the, 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 the two of them are talking over phone and then like he says to and he's basically going through a contact list and saying so who, pick, am, I, who am I going after next pick someone to kill pick someone pick someone to kill the husband the son the, the uh, uh, uncle you know the uncle your mother in the nursery home who's gonna get it and then uh, they have this whole back and forth that eventually she she gives up the name of because um, initially she, she says like you know just come after me just come kill me yeah whatever but he says like no you know that's not how it works and then and then she gives him um she gives him the name uh the, the name of her boss the basically oh no not a boss her client basically because in the beginning she's late for work and then obviously she's trying to drop her son off so she calls up her, her client phones and she says okay uh sorry i'm just gonna be like 20 minutes late so just just i'm stuck in traffic and then the client's basically just like oh no no you're fired i don't care whatever mm. uh, i'm just gonna call somebody else and then uh, Rachel so, basically goes off or suggests her name. She's like, you know what? Go after her. It's fine. Go after, go after her. But um, but yeah, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe doesn't go after them. No, the he client. doesn't. He doesn't play by his own rules that he set up, which yeah. is also a way to get into her head. It's yeah, clever. he goes. He goes. He said he goes after. He goes after the uncle. Yeah, uh, the brother. Her, her brother, basically. Yeah, her brother and his fiance. Mm-hmm. He, so, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, I was just gonna say like he just he brutally murders the murders the um the fiance and nice to torture the uncle. Yeah, he tries to torture this uncle, um, because she she raced over to school to get to get her son out of school just to so that she can keep an eye on him and he can be safe with her. So while while Russell Crowe has killed the fiance and is now torturing the uncle, he writes a letter that he forces um. The uncle to read and it's about how this is all your fault and you know you've you're the reason we're dead and this sort of stuff it was obviously from her perspective it was obvious that russell wrote it but uh the uncle is forced to read it or, or he'll be burnt alive yeah which is very intense but thankfully she called the cops beforehand immediately after their interaction of who do i kill next that call she calls the police yeah. And so they're they're spread out to the different locations looking for Russell Crowe. So they're onto him. Mm. They eventually find him at her house with her um, with her brother, who is about to kill. But he lights him on fire as a defensive shield and then pushes him to the officer. Yeah. Obviously, as a as a distraction to escape. Yeah. He gets shot in the shoulder, but he still he still manages to escape. And uh, we think, you know, okay, that's it. He, um, the brothers you know he's in the ground because we never see him again literally <laughs> but he does survive thankfully we find out at the end he does survive and uh now russell is pretty much coming straight after her he he he's murdered the the fiance he stole the neighbor's car their new car from across the road yeah which they would say too brilliantly set up because yeah. they're when they're getting ready to go to school there's like you know some some woman like lives across the way. Obviously, some like you know uh, 
another mom at the school or whatever. And she says like, uh, says like, oh, Rachel, look at our new station wagon. Look how expensive the station wagon is. And it has a custom it license is. plate. Yeah, it has a custom license plate uh, 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 called Rosie and the name. She said, yeah, mm. I do like that setup. I, I do said, like it as well. They set it up very well. Because uh-huh. at first, you know, you just go, okay, fine, whatever. Like, you know, like, who cares? But then you see, like, the license plate called Rosie. You're just like, mm, that's going to come back later. Yeah, you, they, they draw attention to it. But you don't, the first time you watch it, you like you don't really think about it. You're just yeah. like, okay, you know, some pompous mom with a fancy license plate, whatever. Yeah. But that becomes a key element in the story. So after he escapes from the police, he's looking for them. He's coming after Rachel and her son now one time. He's kind of sick of this. And... <laughs> The, how he's able to keep track of her is her tablet went missing, but it actually didn't. What he did was he he taped it. I wanted to say strapped. He taped it to the underside of her seat, and through the Find My Phone app, he's basically keeping track of where she is in, yeah. in the car. So that's how he's able to find her. And the the son actually makes that connection. He's like, well. If he's sort of looking at us, he might be looking at us, but we can look at him as well because he has her yeah. phone. So he does that, and uh, <clears throat> it says, <laughs> it says the car is right behind them. And they, somehow Russell doesn't immediately notice. They sort of cruise next to each other for a minute. Well, I think also because he's not really looking at the phone. He's kind of like, you know, going like... True, yeah, his, his shoulder is shot up. But I imagine... shot up, so he's probably not thinking about, like, looking... He's, not probably, he's probably not focused on the phone right now. Mm, true. Yeah, he's definitely not on it. Um, but I imagine he's maybe heading in their general direction. Otherwise, yeah. that would be a hell of a coincidence to end up on the same stretch of road. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there's a police car right past Russell. So if we, if we just paint a visual, it's a police car... Next lane is Russell's car, and then they're behind. So they have to overtake him in order to signal the cop, like, hey, can you help us? You know, this lunatic is after us. He's trying to kill us. He's the guy you're looking for. And um, so they speed up, and they barely get past, and he notices the car eventually. He's like, okay, I see what you did there. And uh, he starts chasing after them. He actually, he hits the police car while the, just as the cop car sort of, or the cop wakes up and he's like, okay, let me help these people. He hits the bumper, car spins out, and the cop is taken out by a truck, which causes a massive accident, by the way. Yeah. So that that cop is no longer able to help. And now suddenly, uh, Rachel and her son are on their own again. And they're like, okay, cool. Let's just try call 911, you know, see if anyone can help us with the last bit of battery life on a tablet. And they get through and the, and the cops are like, oh, no, sorry, we've got no one that can help you. You know, even if it's a murderer, uh, everyone is responding to this crash that just happened. And she's like, he's the cause of this crash. You know, he's the reason every all of this is going on. But the, the battery dies and the cops are like, yeah, sorry, we can't help you right now, which is kind of typical. <laughs> and... Um, so they're on their own and they actually bring up something that her brother said earlier this morning when they went to go visit their grandma grandmother it's a it's a spaghetti maze where where she stays it's very confusing and backwindy and stuff like that so they're like let's go hide out there just long enough for the cops to be able to respond because they can lose him in the in the maze yeah so they speed over there they uh barely make it he he kind of gets lost because he they take a turn off and he goes straight so he has to reverse that gives them enough time to escape and he starts cruising around the estate slowly looking for them 
but their car is hidden well somewhere. You're, even I was looking at that place and I was like, yeah, I can see why people get lost. Yeah. Anyway, they set up a trap because of a whole Fortnite strategy that they made up. Yeah. Her uh, her son and her ex-husband, they are they made like a strategy to play well, Fortnite. No, 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 it's, the, it's the son and the, and the brother. Oh, and her brother, is it? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's the brother. And remember that the, 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 the son wants to tell his dad about the Fortnite strategy, but his dad's just like, I'm busy at work, work, go away. Okay, sorry, my bad. Um, anyway, they, they actually implement this strategy into, into real life where they say one person runs distraction while the other one kills them. So the, the son runs inside grandma's house, who's, who's not at home. She just despawned, apparently. Well, I remember she's, 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 at, she's, at, um, she's in an old age home. Yeah, she is. Oh, she, the house has probably not been sold she, yet. Yeah, she's in an old age home. It's her old house, and they probably haven't done anything with the house yet. Mm, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because she is at that old age home, I know. I was just wondering why she wasn't at home. Basically... They implement this strategy. Rachel crashes into Russell Crowe after he finds their their Volvo. She flips his car, which causes him obviously a bit of a bit of an injury. Uh, they get out. They have a scuffle. All in the meantime, um, Kyle has set off the silent alarm of the house. Yeah. The cops are on their way. You know, they just have to survive at this point because for some reason, five minutes ago, the cops were busy, but. No, they're fine. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to say something? Do you have a question? No. No, no, nothing. Pretty much just the the kid goes hide inside, hides inside this uh, this like a uh, base, the secret basement. Like there's like this like a uh, compartment. Cupboard, yeah. Cupboard. There's like this. There's like this little like sliding thing, and then like he slides in, and he goes, he hides in there. Yeah. So he's hidden. Russell is. Uh, or Rachel is supposedly knocked out, so Russell Crowe is looking for him now. He doesn't know about this crawl space, but of course, he knocks something over within the crawl space and it makes a huge racket, which of course uh, alerts Russell. So he starts, he finds him eventually, but for some reason, um, Rachel gets there before Russell somehow. Yeah. Somehow. Anyway. She used the back door. I don't know. Yeah, she probably used some sort of alternate entrance. He gets there only a couple of seconds later and he pulls Rachel out. Yeah, Rachel, I think. And then they have a huge fight, ultimately leading to Russell Crowe's like death. She even hits him with the one liner that he said earlier, which is probably a very quick way of explaining it. It's like the, something about untap untap. Yeah, he said he said it's a courtesy tap. Courtesy tap, and then she's like, "Yes, you're freaking courtesy tap." And she's like, kicks the scissors, kicks because she stabs him with the scissors and the R, and then and then he falls down. But then he like when he wants to get up, she like kicks the scissors back further into his head, mm, and that that's the killing blow. Which immediately after then, there's like a lot of dude. There's so many people there in terms of like first responders. They just said they were all busy on the freeway and suddenly in the next little area, they all have no emergencies to attend to because there's like 20 people there. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird for me, but uh, it's okay. And they find out Uncle is alive. As I said, that's the moment they find out. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Unhinged as a, as a whole. <laughs> yeah, basically. Pretty pretty straightforward story. I didn't, didn't word it 100%, but it's still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. It's a fun thriller. Definitely. Uh, shall we go into shots we like? Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have any 
for now. I don't think I really have any shots that I liked. I mean, if it is, it's a good movie and like it's it like it, it's not like shot badly or anything, but there's just like to me, there just there wasn't any like shots that like really like stood out to me. Mm. No, I get you. I think the only shot that stood out to me was the very opening scene where he pulls away from after setting the house alight and the camera is mounted on his car. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the explosion. The explosion that's, yeah, that, that is a cool shot. That's the only shot that I really liked. Like, that blew my mind. So that that would be it. Yeah, I actually forgot about the explosion because I remember, I remember that opening scene where he goes and kills, obviously, the lawyer and his wife. But, like... Uh, but I did, but I actually forgot about that there was an there was an explosion. I was like, wow, yeah, it's actually pretty. That's actually pretty impressive. Mm. They actually had the budget to do something like that. Yeah, very small, probably probably um, like controlled explosion, but it was still effective. Yeah, but it, but it also just shows that the, what I meant to say was that it also just shows that the movie's not. It's not like an ultra low budget movie. No, 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 not by any means. Yeah. Uh, takeaways, if you have any. Ah, just re- really enjoyed it. Like uh, 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 the film, it kept a good, it kept a good, um, a good pace throughout. Like uh, especially as a ninety-minute thriller, and uh, I, I just like the subtle little, uh, and also just love the writing in terms of like just the subtle little hints that they give you. Mm. Like that, uh, like what we mentioned earlier, uh, earlier that like that like very early setup of like the of like the station of the mom station wagon with the with the rosy glasses plate. Sorry, man. You were you were talking about how the script set up certain yeah. aspects. Uh, I like how the script how the script set up that beginning bit with the, with the um, with the van with the little like custom license plate, and also just and also just like the little like subtle hints that they give you about like you know like the guy's backstory, the guy's backstory, and everything like that, and how they just set up so how they set up things that like you know. It's things earlier in the film that you don't think are important, but come to play later. Mm. Like when, like when, like uh, the scissors, like when, like the scissors, or like when um, the the mom and the son are talking about this like Fortnite strategy that the kid came up with, and mm. the mom doesn't know what he's talking about because obviously he doesn't play Fortnite. Uh, and it's just interesting. It is. It's just. It's just. It's just really clever writing. It is very clever. Even I give you that because they don't do it just once. They do it a few times for a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that's very, very subtle and and ingenious writing. Mm, yeah. So I agree with you. That's a takeaway of mine as well. The the setups and just the the way they wrote the script. So it's not so cut and dry. It's yeah. There's a little bit more depth. There's and development. De- there's a little bit more depth to it, yeah. Mm, those are my takeaways for sure. Uh, rating? Uh, I give it a seven out of ten. Pretty solid movie. Yeah. Solid, solid movie. Good. Go, uh, go, uh, um, uh, it's a good. It's a good like ninety-minute thriller to watch. And yeah, Russell Crowe is just very good in that. So. No, he does kill the show. I agree. Um, oof. Hmm. I think I'd give it a seven as well. I wanted to give it an eight, but I was like, "Well, no, it's not really the type of movie you throw on, you know, every now and then." Yeah, it's a movie that you maybe like watch every once in a while. Maybe like you know when it comes on cable, or maybe like when you're when you one day when you're bored and you go on to Netflix and it's like on Netflix, you're like, "Oh, okay, oh yeah, I remember that movie." Yeah, let's, let's check uh, it. Uh, let me just you know put it, it's only ninety minutes. So let me just put it on or whatever. Yeah. Mm, not that it's forgettable. No, it's not forgettable. No, anyway. it's it's just not that deep in order to to break down and understand yeah so it's not very like thought provoking is what i'm saying so yeah, you don't have just, to put it on all the it's time it's just a fun 90 minute throw that you just watch that you can just watch once like or zone out to you yeah. can watch once or you could watch like you know maybe once once every few years and mm. yeah that's and enjoy thing. it for sure
Uh, any any other final notes? Anything like that? Uh, no, just uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was just a nice movie, and uh, yeah, and, and it was also just a really good movie to get because the problem is this was in like late twenty twenty when we were just getting no movies at all. Because mm, of, yeah, it was because, a bit of a, an of icebreaker. The, because of all the delays and everything like that. And then Unhinged like just comes out of nowhere. And you think that they're just dumping some crappy movie that they made. But uh, but actually, it was pretty good. It's it very like, good. It was like good. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, this, this is a nice movie, actually. Mm, I actually, you're right. You bring up a valid point. It came out during like a cinematic drought when everything was on hold. Yeah. And there was nothing to watch in the cinema, even if oh, they well. were open. Although it was a bit annoying the cinema did, because the cinema was saying like, you know, because when Unhinged came out, because obviously Unhinged came out when there was nothing else playing in cinemas. So it was basically like the only new movie playing. And then they, for weeks they were bragging like, like, like yeah, number one movie at the, at the box office. And then people were saying, it's the only movie at the box office. <laughs> okay, I didn't know about that, but it makes yeah. sense. I can see why they did it. Well, I mean, okay, well, I, mean, I, I guess it is good for them because that means that the movie didn't make money. Because if this movie came out in a busy week where there was a lot of other movies coming out, it probably wouldn't have made as, as much, much money. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I think I'll take that as a note as well. That's a fair, fair point. And I think I don't really have any final notes other than just giving like Russell Crowe a shout out, a performance yeah. shout out. He he's very very good as. I mean, as, he's good in every movie that he's in, but this true. is like a really like good movie for him. And I Top think also, tier. And also, it's just I think he just had fun playing a villain. He was just like, oh yeah, you know, just yeah. having it up and everything like. Yeah, that. let me be a bad guy for once. Yeah. I enjoy that sucker punch he gave the lawyer with the when he's like hey give me my phone and he took the mug and he slammed it in his yeah. face i was like whoa nice yeah. that must have been uh, difficult as like a stunt if it was yeah. real oh yeah okay anyway that's just something i thought was cool uh so that, that would be it for you i can i yeah. can sign out all right cool yeah, basically. okay guys well that would be it thank you so much for watching if you've made it thus far if you liked it please like share and subscribe um we're always open to any sort of feedback so if you have any theories or suggestions for us or any anything related to the film that you'd like to just mention please by all means leave it in the comments um you can find us here on yt on youtube or any of our um podcast platforms like google Podcasts, spotify anchor stuff like that and uh of course, I am Kevin, the host of this episode. This is my good co-host, Logan. And uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>